Well, if you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you'd better go in disguise. Why is it important that we continue this tradition of storytelling? What does it do for us, for, our, for ourselves and for our children? I think it. I think storytelling, particularly between parents, carers, grandparents and children, is one of the most lovely aspects of growing up. And if you're lucky enough to be able to indulge in that, then I think it sets you up for the world, really. And there's, there's a lot to be said for the idea of a sort of learning from it. It can educate, it can pass on some really important life lessons, can't it? Well, it can, and the beauty of it is you don't realise it's happening half the time, especially when you're small. We just sort of digest everything subconsciously, and if it's not that blatant, it doesn't matter, you know. You'll probably refer to that later on in your life quite a few times. So as an author yourself, then, do you sometimes sort of feel a, a duty to sort of put little life lessons in what you're writing? Well, yes, only in the sense that I was a mum and obviously I was I was a child as well. And whatever the era, there are always dangers for children. And I'm quite fond of them, really, as I would be. And I go into schools all the time. I see what's happening. And because technology's increased, I, you know, I, I'm struggling to keep up with it myself. And although I haven't got young kids, I can see, you know, my daughter's friends who are parents, even they're a little bit out of touch with what's going on with, with the digital world. So I thought it was essential to write a book for the much younger children because they're going onto social media so much earlier these days. They certainly are. We'll come to the, the, the book in a second in the reimagining. But um, Helen, just tell us then, um, what do you think of some of the main issues that we're facing with digital with children nowadays? I think it's just the digital is all around, obviously, and technology can be amazing at connecting you. It can allow you to learn things and uh, find out about things that you never could in the past. So it's a great enabler, but it can also pose dangers and it can pose risks. And I think it's really important that we find ways as parents to communicate with our children in a way that doesn't come across as preachy or confrontational. So I think having the conversation early before there's a problem is is super important. And the research has shown us that 48% of children are as young as seven are aware of social media, which isn't surprising because if their parents are using it or their friends or family around them, then they're going to be aware of it really, you know, much younger than when they start using it themselves. But then if that's true, then start the conversation there to enable them to to understand that you you know it's really important to be kind online it's really important not to overshare things to share things you don't want people to see or to to be constantly out there so I think having that conversation in a way that's uh, a nice safe environment in a way that's not confrontational is, is the best way to deal with it so that's why we absolutely loved Jean's book when we when we saw it we just thought this is absolutely perfect and I, I think also because I mean the words are great obviously because Jean's a, a incredible author but I think also the pictures that go with it are, are perfect for children and you know I can only echo what Jean said about reading to the children that's something I'd love doing with my girls and it just it's such a special time so it's it's a good way of getting messages across. Okay, then, Jeannie, come on, tell us about this reimagining of, of what is essentially <laughs> one of the greatest, I think, children's stories of all time, isn't it? Well, it's certainly one of the oldest. Um, yeah, it's, it seems to appear in many versions all over the world. Um, we don't know who wrote it originally. Well, I certainly don't. Um, but it, it just seemed the perfect vehicle for this particular story. 
And in this this one, we've still got the same characters. We've got the bears, we've got Goldilocks, and exactly the same thing happens as he goes to the little house in the woods. But actually, if you think about it, and even in the traditional story, she's she's breaking and entering, you know, and, and then she's smashing up furniture, she's vandalising the place, but she's she's sharing it with everybody in the new version, not realising, of course, that it's going to, apart from the harm and the hurt that she's caused, that that stuff's going to linger in the cloud for all time. It's I won't a, tell you what the ending is, but um, you, you can actually get a, a free copy digitally if you go to Vodafone's digital parenting website. So that's the thing that's great, isn't it? Because it is something that is going to be available online. So if they oh, yeah. are going to be online, they can at least be looking at that and then it's something... <laughs> Do them good. <laughs> it would, absolutely. And how did you find it as a process then, as, as an author, to sort of take something that's already been written and reimagine it? What was that like for you? Um, you know, great stories are great story, and there are no stories, no new stories in the world, really. Um, and I'd already done two in this series. Uh, the first one was Chicken Clicking, based on Chicken Licking, obviously, um, and that was about Stranger Danger Online. And then I did Troll Stinks, which was based on the Three Billy Goats Gruff, where there's a little twist at the end about trolling. And then comes Goldilocks, and obviously Vodafone picked up on that one, which was brilliant. And I've just thought up another one as well, which is called Old MacDonald Had a Phone. And that one's going to... <laughs> yes. E-I... Yeah. Sing along if you like. Oh, I love how um, much fun you're I know. Um, and that's about doing nothing but being on your phone all day long, which, again, is another problem. And most of the time I get... It's teachers telling me, this is, can, we, can you fill in this gap in the market? Um, so I do. And Helen, how has it? How have the, these sort of reimaginings been received then? How has Goldilocks gone down with your customers? Oh, people absolutely love it. Um, I've, you know, from from friends uh, and family all around me, but also the customers because I think they just love the way that it enables them to engage with the with the subject. Because you know we've got the more traditional media out there that uh, give people sort of information to so that they can stay up to date with their children, but giving them something that they can actually download and just use anytime they want. Uh, it, it's just it's just different and I think that's what you need is different ways to engage with it, with, with this issue. It's great, isn't it? Because I think that, you know, we do worry sometimes that that perhaps, you know, sort of storytelling or that book reading is, you know, it, 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 it's, it's sort of going down, but it's not. It's just changing and adapting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid. I was at the beginning. I thought, oh, gosh, there I go down the pan. You know, everyone's going to be doing other things. They don't want to be reading my books. But in fact, I go into schools all the time and I don't see you know, any decline in, in reading books from the very youngest. They all love it. Because you don't just get a story, you get a cuddle nine times out of ten. <laughs> I love could that. be lovelier. <laughs> well said. And tell us a little bit about the illustrations. How did you two work together on that? <laughs> well, Tony and I have been working for, together for almost 40 years now, and he's my absolute favourite illustrator. Um, I never tell him what to draw. Basically, I write the story, bung it under the door, and he illustrates it. But I know that he, we, we share the same sense of humour pretty much and I know I'm going to get back what I want, usually with a few surprises thrown in, um, which is delightful. I'd like it to be that way, keeps it fresh. And Helen, while you're here then, just give us a few, some, some tips then for parents about how they can make sure that their children do stay safe online if they are going online from a young age. I think I mean, what I found really is that it's about it's about having that conversation before something goes wrong, if you ideally can, setting the boundaries before you get into a, a fight. You know, we have rules about no phones at the table. That applies to us as well. It's really important you apply the rules to yourself. Uh, things like, actually, is it a good idea to let your child go to 
bed with their phone. Uh, you know, that's up to each parent to make a decision about that. But if you try to stop a 16-year-old doing it after they've been doing it for four years, I can predict you're going to have a fight. So for me, it's about setting the rules early, being consistent and applying them to yourself. But mostly it's about think about safety as opposed to, you know, are you going to use this to police their friendships? That's probably the secondary issue here. Excellent. So tell us then where we can find, where we can get our our hands on a copy of Hashtag Goldilocks. You can find it at www.vodafone.co.uk forward slash digital parenting. Hashtag Goldilocks. Little Teddy.